to Reno Radio. I'm your host, Naomi Finlay, and I'm Australia's real renovation expert. This podcast will give you real advice for renovating, selling your property, or styling your home so you can create beautiful, healthy, and wealthy spaces too. Renovating does not have to be hard. In fact, it can be one of the most rewarding things you ever do. So join me and my impressive list of guests each week for plenty of feel-good inspiration and real renovation advice. This is Renault Radio. Welcome everybody to this episode of Renault Radio and I have a very special gentleman with me today as a guest. It is the amazing Tim from Changing Rooms who I got to co-star with in opposite episodes. So I want everyone to welcome the amazing Tim Levison to the show. Tim, welcome. Thanks Naomi. Thanks very much for inviting me on your show. I feel very honoured. Absolute pleasure. And as I just mentioned, we met each other for the first ever time on Changing Rooms. Literally, I think we might have been, um, oh, well, on set the first time we ever met um, for the publicity shoot. That's right. That's exactly right. That was definitely the first time we met. But I felt like we kind of, for some reason, I think I knew of you or we knew of each other or something. But that was definitely the first time we met, yeah. Well, it is a, uh, it is a very small world. It is, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it was a bit of a frantic world in changing rooms, wasn't it? It was definitely very frantic. We did a lot of um, renovating in a very, very short time with a very short amount, with a very small amount of money. So it was... Um, oh, that's an understatement, isn't it? A I know. very small amount of money. I know, and it was great. I mean, I actually, when I was asked to do that show... At first I thought, well, it's not really, you know, as when you're renovating and sort of depends obviously on the scale and what you're doing. But for me, budgets are such an important part of a project because they really do define sometimes what you're capable of doing. 100%. But then when they came, yeah, when they went, well, look, this is a bit different because your budget is, you know, it's small. I thought, well, it actually, as it's so challenging, it was just great. One of the reasons I decided to do it is because it was just such a great little challenge. So, yeah. And it's so funny you say that. One of the reasons that I decided to do it was because it was real. Yeah. You know, there there are so many um, unnamed TV shows out there, which are amazing from an entertainment perspective. However, they're they're not particularly real or achievable for many in regards to their their budgets. A hundred percent. And that really, that's what makes watching those shows so so funny for me because you just go wow, like, you seriously going to crane that thing in? I know. <laughs> like, I, I will wow. do that. I, I will, like, be, man, a concrete pump's about a hundredth of the cost of that <laughs> crane. Right. You know? And yeah. so um, my mind boggles. Like, I swear it's like a little calculator when I watch them, hey. Yeah, and, and, and I reflect on rainy days on a shovel at 6am digging out fire pits on changing rooms. And I, me- <laughs> I remember one of the cameramen walked up to me and Bucky and said, girls, it's 6am. We're like, we know. They're like, he goes, why are you on a shovel? No one else is going to dig it. It needs to be dug. Um. And, you know, <laughs> he was just like, all right, okay, ladies. Okay. And, you Everybody. know, bless him. Yeah. He actually said, give me a spade, which was yeah. beautiful. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was good fun. I really, 
I think the people we worked with, that was one of the most exciting things for me as well about changing rooms, just meeting that crew and everyone we worked with and all of the guys, all the hosts and, you know, Nat was sensational. So it was great. Really, really good time. Good I agree. hundred yeah. percent. And I would one, I would do it again purely for the fun that was had. And the digging out of fire pits at six in the morning. Yeah, totally. Man, I lost some weight on that show, I tell you. <laughs> I think we all did. It totally did. Yeah. We should have done. It could have been like the biggest loser changing rooms. Yeah, that's renovating. Yes. Right, we re could have the like... renovating diet. The renovator's diet. It's so true. Real renovations, changing <laughs> lives and bodies. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should pitch that in. No, joking. Yeah. <laughs> So of all the things, so for our listeners um, of Reno Radio, which are generally homeowners, people mm -hmm. wanting to renovate, renovating or planning renovating, like what do you think were some of the survival tips that you could give them from when you're doing changing rooms? Well, I guess at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's sort of a tricky one because really there's a, you want to know what you're trying to achieve. So, you know, getting sort of some lookbooks together, getting some ideas as to exactly what it is you want is probably one of the most important things to do. And that's the first thing we always do with our clients and projects. Yep. We'll put together a lookbook based on what they've told us they want. And it's not necessarily exactly what we're going to do, but it just gives them an indication of the direction we're going to go in. And I think that was really instrumental in changing rooms because we sort of, we all had that, you know, that kind of goal and purpose. Going yes. into a renovation without really knowing what you're doing is going down to the local hardware shop and buying tiles and buying taps and that sort of stuff. You're just not going to get the look that you're really kind of what you're trying to achieve. So I think... And making decisions in the, in the hardware store. That's always a bad idea. Yeah, ne yeah, exactly. Always, always go to places like that with that sort of that end goal. I think that's really important. And then obviously budget, like... You know, I, I see so, so many builds where I'll come in and you can see the structure is beautiful. They've really thought about the design. They've thought about the roof lines. They've thought about the windows, the doors, the way light plays in a room. But they've run out of money at the end and they've just got, you know, nasty carpet, nasty fittings. And, you know, and that's... It that, is so distressing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I see it, you know, I, I've seen it quite a few times and it really, it really happens when people haven't really thought about what their end goal well firstly that end goal but also budgets so i think that especially in changing rooms they were two really important parts of, of what we well let's were. let's face it it drove a lot of the look and feel like the number of times that i would have to say okay this is what i want and i'm at double my budget so what am i willing to lose oh, and yeah, yeah. the amount of times where I don't know about you, but I drove the streets looking for curbside collections. Well, I think I think there was one which I probably can't tell you too much. You would have no, seen don't, it. No, don't spoil it. Touch, but I actually based one of mine on basically finding things off the street because that was really, that was how budget driven we were. It was really yeah. about, you know, <laughs> drop some serious coin on an amazing concrete bench top, but then furnish the place with, you know, items that you found. But we it's, then upscaled things. So we didn't, it wasn't literally, literally just doing like council cleanup and then taking it straight into the house. <laughs> a bit more hosing, hosing it down outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we write painting and upholstering. But I mean, those budgets, they were so almost unrealistic. You know, what we achieved in that, with that amount of money is absolutely amazing. And it really, 
it shows what you can do with a very small amount of money. And that's, you know, that to me is a great thing to be able to work on. And also the fact, like the whole upscaling thing, you know, and I know you did it as well. You walk into these places and most people were expecting us to throw everything away and, you know, you know, yes. and start brand new, but you sort of go, well, look, you know, we're just doing a renovation here and it's important that we, we've got such a small budget. How are we going to make this work? How are we going to stress it out, you know? Yeah, so, you how know, are we actually that, going to achieve it? Yeah, so it might be like, look, the kitchen is actually a functioning kitchen. It's an eight-year-old kitchen. Sure, it's the wrong colour, but essentially the carcasses are correct. So why don't we replace the doors and, and the splashback and things like that? So that was sort of, that was good fun to sort of do that sort of stuff as well because it's not really... We do it in our day-to-day -day design, but we just yes. don't do it that much. So, and do you know one thing? When you were saying that, it actually had a little emotional trigger for me because I was thinking, um, you know, Instagram and Pinterest has, um, you know, design and styling inspiration covered, realistically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I adored about doing the show is that, um, you know, pretty much if someone really wants to, um, redo their living room, for example. They mm -hmm. could get the latest glossy magazine and there's a look in there and there's a list of products and they could go buy it. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the things that I found, um, which made me a bit emotional when you're talking then, is what we're actually able to achieve on that sort of budget. Because sometimes, you know, well, I think it's very um, publicly known that it was a $20,000 budget. Mm -hmm. um, and so some people, that is all they have, if that. Um, and so it was quite a humbling experience to realise um, realize that and also be able to make things work on that. I, I found it um, quite emotional to sit back and go, oh, my gosh, my hands might be bleeding, but mm. we did it, you know. Yeah. Which I know it sounds really cliche, mm. but it's just honest. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, again... I don't, we can't say too much, but how no. are the responses from some of the people that you worked with? I don't know. I'm not sure for you, but that was so rewarding as well, wasn't it? You know, it was, um, it was, it was actually overwhelming because yeah. I, I, yeah. I think sometimes as designers, we take for granted, um, the impact of such a like big transformations and, you know, we get to see it with our clients. But one thing I noticed with our clients and you'd be the same that often, you hand over the space um, before it is 100, 100% styled, you know, because yeah. they'll often want to be doing some of their own styling and we might be involved in all the finishes and the fixtures and the specifying, but rarely have I ever had the opportunity to literally have that changing rooms moment where not only yeah. have you done all the specifying and the renovating, but you've styled, you've chosen the flowers, you've yeah. put in the accessories, you've made over whatever it might be. And to see that, that, like a, the sort of the gasping, um, you know, with horror or happiness yeah. um, re reaction yeah. because, yeah. you know, a lot of the time we're not around at that point as designers. And so that's what I think was really different for me. Plus the fact that you're actually, you, I mean, the speed, and also I totally agree, but also the speed at which we were doing them. And yeah. The fact that, yeah, you were actually, that they weren't allowed, like usually if you're designing a house or a restaurant or something for a, a client, they're really involved in a lot of those decisions. So they really know the direction you're going in. And yeah, you're right. They come on site five, six, seven, eight times. And you hundred 100%. But to have them completely disappear and then just walk in and see it all. And like you said, like up to 
the vases on the you know tables and the chair everything yeah it was pretty that was really really good fun I gotta it be was. honest though that the speed we did it that that was crazy I mean that was a pretty big night sounds like you had some big ones as well but yeah I think madness was... might be the word madness yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and you know what I think that's maybe I I always talk um in my renovation training about renovations being a pressure cooker um, and, you know, they forge amazing friendships and amazing relationships in renovations because they are pressure cooker like, um, yeah. you know, because you're, you're tired, you're stressed, you're concentrating for other people on things that maybe they aren't innate at doing. And I, I do believe that for the contestants um, and for, you know, even I, I can only imagine even Nat um, because she was a lot of the time the messenger between us. Yeah. Um, you know, where she was having to deal with people's true reactions where, you know, often I'd be like, I'm not sure they're grooving on this mat. And she's like, I can't tell you, you know. Um, and so I think that some of the, the impact and the amazingness of it was around the intensity of the environment. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they say that it's one of the 10 hardest things you'll ever do in your life renovating your house you know it's up there with divorce and losing a pet and all those sorts of things that means i've been divorced a shitload of times Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, i get divorced for i don't know about you but sometimes i actually sometimes i feel like i'm the kind of the in-betweener when it comes to relationships because you get oh my gosh husbands yes. and wives going what do you think about this and then the, another the, the wife will call and say i can't believe you said yes to that blue tile what about this one and you sort of go Okay, guys, settle down. Let's, let's settle. And do you know what's interesting? That brings up an interesting point for people that are renovating as couples. Mm. Like, I think that there is a really, really valid role for people to have. Um, so at the moment, I have a really unorthodox, unorthodox design client mm. where um, she's amazingly motivated and has amazing style and taste. Um, and they've got a new build. And so she's done most of the groundwork herself. Um, and she literally contacted me and I said, she said, I know it's not the way you usually work, but I just want to buy your time. And so she's paid well for my time. And she comes to me and she says, this is what I've, um, I've done. Can you, can you troubleshoot for me? Or can you tell me your thoughts? And she's very open to my honest thoughts. And then she's realized that some of the things her and her husband disagree on um, I actually have an opinion on one of their sides, either side, mm, it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah. And so she's, she's literally employed me as like a design mediator because yeah. they need to be able to live in this house together and they need to feel like no one's lost out in this house <laughs> together. Um, and so they come in, it's like I'm a psychologist, they come into yeah. consultations together to speak about a specific issue in the house. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same with me. In fact, I've just finished a beautiful big old terrace in Sydney where we've ran it, we've built the, we've sort of done a, a really interesting renovation on the back. And so you'd love it actually. It's three story, big old Victorian terrace. Oh, wow. Same thing. So initially it was me coming in as kind of as the, as the stranger. Uh, and I always, it's really important to me that I get on well with my clients. So for me, the first meeting really is about having a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and actually meeting my clients and kind of engaging with them and making sure that we can work together and sort of that we understand you each other. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, really important totally. you're in a relationship for six months or 12 months. So it's a really long time. It's a long time, especially residential bars and hotels and stuff like that, which were 
a bit more, which we do quite a few of that sort of work as well, but that's a bit more where you kind of, everyone's stepping back from the project. Yes. You know, and so you can go a bit wilder and people are a little less worried about it. Less invested too less sometimes. Invested. Yeah, but this couple, it was so funny that, and I got on really well with both of them, but by the end of it, it was literally, they would write down what they thought, which they'd both disagree on something. And their go-to would be, oh, well, Tim would probably like that because it's not too <laughs> And then I, would, then I would go and see them have a design meeting with them and literally they'd sit down and I'd say, oh, I really like that one. And both of them would go, we knew you'd like that one. And it would be yes. kind of game where they would sort of think of what they would like. And my role was kind of to be that, exactly that kind of media mediator, but at the same time. I just loved how they were kind of preempting my ideas to be like, yeah, he's going to love that. Trying to get into your head. Trying to get into your head. And I think that there's, um, I think there's a valid role um, for people that are renovating with a spouse or even a business partner that, um, you know, they, they have a good think about what they're going to do when they get to the point where they're butt heads because people have different tastes um, and it's really normal and natural. And so it can even be, you know, if you really want to work without a designer involved, it can be um, a really great friend. Or you can do, as Tim and I are talking about, you could find a designer and say, literally, we need you to be the mediator on this process. Mm-hmm. We have a strong yeah. design ethic, you know, and we really want to run this ourselves. But there'll be times where we, you know, we really, we're going to need someone to cut the mustard for us, which is, which is kind of funny. I think you've touched on some really important points there. It's all about budget and planning realistically. Yeah. And I think the last really big one is, um, you know, the whole concept of there, there will be speed humps, hey? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But that's kind of why, you know, a designer is actually a really, I think, a pretty integral part of a renovation because they, you really, it's like I say to people when I go to see them, you know, if I've got a sore tooth, I go to a dentist. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Go, oh, you know what? I reckon I can fix this one myself. I'm going to give this a shot. So I guess it's the same for in our industry. You've got to go, well, um, how, who, do, this is, it's actually quite, they're quite complex problems that you'll, those speed humps you're talking about. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's really important to actually sometimes just get advice on those sorts of things. So I had, you know, I always say to people, ask around, see if you've got friends who know of designer, call a couple, pick up the phone, you know, ring them up, just have a basic chat. You know, it doesn't cost you anything to have a chat over the phone. Absolutely. Find someone that can just give you that guidance that, you know, you really need. And I'm sitting here, you know, in, in my office and we've got images all over the walls of all these different projects we've done. And they're so diverse and so different, you know, for one person to be able to understand all the, all the problems that they'll have to navigate through, it's worth having that person on board just to get you through, you know? It's like an insurance policy. I used to have one of my clients say to me, um, you know, I worked with them for years and years and years, and they they used to say to me, you're my insurance policy because I know when something goes wrong, I don't understand something. When I get myself into a pickle, you have the construction knowledge, you have the design knowledge and you can, and I think the big thing you hit on and two awesome nuggets out of what you were saying, Tim, is one, pick up the phone and talk to them. If they don't want to talk to you, then they're not going to be a great designer to work with. (laughs) True. Um, And rapport is everything. 
It really, really is. Because they're designing a space for you. Often, have you, often people will say, um, I need to understand your style before I can work with you. I'm like, but it's not about my style. My, it's, this is all about how I can create a space that's your style and your love and your lifestyle and, and, and hugs and nurtures you. Um, so I think that that's really important as well for people not to look at, look at designers and choose them based on the style they see maybe on the Instagram feed or maybe on their website because a good designer creates for their clients. Absolutely. I mean, there are people out there, there's a, there's a percentage of people who want that look by that designer and that's yes. fair enough. But I, honestly, I think the most, the majority of people, they don't actually realise that what they need is exactly what you're talking about. Someone who comes into their space and goes, you know what, tell me about that old dresser there or, you know, and it turns out it belongs to a grandparent or a great grandparent. Yes. It's part of their history and it's part something that they should probably hold on to and, and sort of embrace rather than just getting it, getting rid of and, you know, buying something new. So that they're the sort of, we're very similar designers in that we both work with what people, what we feel people need and what, what they need and what they tell us they need rather than just coming in with a, you know, the Tim Leveson brush or the Naomi Finlay brush and just, you know, paying the whole thing in your style. It's really yes. important that people get, because at the end of the day, we hand the keys over and we're out. We're not, I could design every house it, it, that I ever see to be what I want for me, but you know, my, my but family you don't live there. Exactly. So I totally agree. Yeah. No, it's really important. It is important. And on that note, team, I'm going to thank Tim for being part of Renault radio. I'm very grateful that you spared the time for us. Cause I know that you are very busy with lots of exciting projects. Um, if you want to catch up with him, if you want to stalk him on Insta nah. or check out his website, we will have his details in the show notes below. So you won't need to memorize any URLs. Um, but a massive thank you for being on the show, Tim. And we would love to have you back um, very soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And good luck to all those people out there who are listening and planning a reno. I think it's a pretty exciting, exciting thing to do. So thanks, Naomi. Thanks so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. Chat soon. Okay. See you soon. Thank you for joining me in the episode today on Renault Radio. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new shows every week. And I'd love it if you left us a review. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms. And I'd love to hear from you. Come join the conversation online. Now, you'll mostly find me on Instagram, but I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest. Just go to naomifinlay.com and you will find them all there for you. And you can also learn about our upcoming opportunities to meet me in person and our workshops. Reno Radio is all about empowering people to create their own healthy, wealthy, beautiful spaces. Catch you next time.
Hey renovators, if you're ready to take the next step in your renovation journey, then come learn how to renovate with me in my online renovation masterclass. It's completely free for all of you listeners. So if you want to discover how to renovate properties for profit, head over to naomifindlay.com forward slash renovation masterclass, where I'll show you how the seven steps to my winning rapid renovation formula create a six-figure income for me and many of my students. So save your spot today. Remember, it's naomifindlay.com forward slash renovation masterclass. See you soon.